Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. I hope you enjoyed your bye week. You got some good rest and you're ready to go for the rest of this Super Bowl season for our Detroit Lions. That's right. We're back after the bye week here. We apologize. We didn't uh, release this on Tuesday. Um, some travel issues. Uh, the bye week, you know, we're just trying to get back in the swing of things. But on the episode this week, we are talking Lions Packers. And then we have Packers fan Bob entering the Lions Den. And uh, that one really goes all over the place. <laughs> we never know quite to, uh, what to expect when we have a guest on entering the Lions Den. And they get rattled, you know, so they say some crazy things. But we really hope you enjoy that segment. And we just really hope you enjoyed your bye week and you're ready for the Lions to make a run the next 11, 12 weeks here of the regular season before we really hit our stride in the playoffs. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. It's go time. Lions going to be on primetime. Monday Night Football in Lambeau. Can't wait. Now, it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. A Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back after the long bye week. What up? We got Rod Dog and UJ hey. on the line here. Hey, what's Ready up, boys? Show, baby. And now it is time to take back the division for good. Oh, yeah. There's there's no more, you know, enjoying your Sundays peacefully without any stress or anything like that. We're, or in this we're case, Mondays. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> we actually do get to enjoy, enjoy another Sunday here, right? Because <laughs> the Lions are playing on Monday Night Football against the Packers here after a bye week. Uh, How did you guys uh, enjoy your bye week? Well, I had a nice relaxing day watching some Red Zone, and then uh, I just kind of glossed over the boring Packers game and went and watched a movie. Saw the Joker, pretty good. I recommend it. <laughs> How about you, UJ? Uh, well, I I kind of looked at my Lions clothes and I <laughs> and I walked aimlessly around the house, <laughs> staring at the television. I didn't know what to do. I just didn't know what to do. I tried all the channels, and I had the package. You know, I had the NFL ticket, and mm. I could I couldn't find the Lions game anywhere. Did you? Did you? Um, did it was sad. Did you um pour some coffee into your mug and then not spill and then just go yeah because you need something to cheer for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. You're right, though. It was peaceful. It was less stressful. <laughs> but man, I just missed my team playing yeah <laughs> no, it's weird it's always really it's did. always such a weird feeling uh like who cares about all those other games without yeah, the exactly. lions but playing. there was one game i really did enjoy watching especially the second half um 
Well, actually, the first half and then the fourth quarter of it, and that was the Bears game in London where they're up, oh, they yeah. were down seventeen yeah. nothing, came all the way back, and then broke all the Bears fans' hearts by losing that game. That was awesome. Gotta love uh, it. So that that begin our divisional roundup: the Bears going over to London and losing a heartbreaker to John Gruden, <laughs> three and two John <laughs> Gruden. I want to add. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, then the Vikings uh, putting a pounding on uh, the New York Giants. Daniel Jones is getting all the hype as a rookie uh, until he faced a real defense uh, like the Vikings have over there. Um, yeah. And then Green Bay putting on a pretty dominant performance against the Cowboys in Dallas, no less, 34-24. Uh, that doesn't really reflect the score. Uh, yeah. they, they pretty much controlled that whole game from beginning to end. And Kellen Moore, the ex-Lion, you know, third stringer, uh, been struggling a little bit the last couple of weeks against better defenses as offensive coordinator over there. Shocking. Yeah, I think the Cowboys <laughs> are more pretenders than anything, and uh, you know, part of that is you know on the Cowboys. But the Packers did, you know, they looked pretty good. It's hard to deny against and in Dallas too. So yeah, so let, let's just jump in and start talking about the Packers a little bit. Uh, we might be joined by somebody later. We'll have to see uh, how that works out with our. Uh, technology here but for now we're gonna we're gonna jump in and start talking about the Packers um so the first thing that really stands up about this Packers team is that Aaron Rodgers has not been playing great really to be honest Mm. um right now he's only completing 62.8 percent of his passes that's 25th in the NFL 261 yards a game that's 15th in the NFL um he has six touchdowns only and one interception so he's not, not doing anything spectacular but it's where the run game is that they are just dominating, especially against the Cowboys last week. 107 yards for Aaron Jones and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Yeah, and then bad. 75 yards receiving for him. Yep. So that's a guy that the Lions had to be looking out for. They have to. Well, yeah. When you're putting up numbers like that, you got to pay respect. So uh, be- before we get more into the game planning aspect of the Packers, let's update you all on the Lions' injuries. Um, they had a lot. And every, we all were saying, you know, they need to get the bye week. Uh, we got a lot of injuries going on. Well, good news. The only guy that did not practice today was Mike Daniels, as expected. He'll be out um, for at least a month or maybe two. That includes Deshaun Hand? That is correct, yes. Oh, Deshaun Hand. Yep. I'm so excited oh, yeah. to see him come back. He's yeah, ready that, to lend a hand again. Uh-huh. That excites me a lot. He could add something that we've been kind of missing, I think, up front. A little more explosiveness coming up from the inside. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he, outside, uh, he wasn't matter. doing full drills, but this is the first time uh, reporters are saying that he was doing uh, drills with the bags and everything like that. Again, it probably wasn't full contact today. Another guy we were worried about, TJ Hawkinson, with concussion protocol. He's still in that concussion protocol, but when they start actually practicing, that's a really good sign. Usually that oh, means yeah. they are more than likely going to play on Sunday. Darius Slay yeah. was out there. Mm. Actually, Snacks did not practice today, so... We're not sure about that one. Uh, to you know, be determined. Snacks needs to start earning his Twinkies, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. those, those and, and then we need him this free. weekend, too. Against this running game of the package, we're going to need our, our run stoppers, baby, at full tilt. Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, and this game is for first place in the NFC North. I just want to reiterate that as well. Ooh. The Packers four and one, Lions two one and one, the Bears three and two, Vikings three and two. This division is the best in football right now. But speaking of that big divisional roundup, we are lucky to have 
Packers fan Bob enter the Lions done this week. He is our next <clears throat> victim. He's been he's been put in the lion cage here. And we're gonna rip uh well, we're gonna see how it goes. Bob, thank you for coming on to drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Hi there, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Ah! You're, you're a brave man, Bob. Brave man. <laughs> Should we call him Daniel? So, Bob, the first question I'd like to ask our guests is why are you a Packers fan? Well, it all goes back to 1960 when Hallis was blamed for forcing the Cardinals to move out of Comiskey Park in the south side of Chicago. And my father says, the hell with the Bears, just because they're the only team in town doesn't mean I have to root for them. So he was a subway alumni in Notre Dame, and Paul Horning was there, and he liked the way Lombardi was turning the Packers around. And I got they were going to be the team to beat the Bears, and that's what he wanted to see. Ah, all right, all right. I like it. That's a good story. That's a good story. Because UJ. If anybody doesn't know how the Cardinals played in Chicago for 80 years before they moved to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. No, we are very well aware in our, fam- our, our, uh, our family of that. Yeah. Because right. uh, our, our grandpa was a Chicago Cardinals fan for a long time. That's he hates right. the Bears That's as well. Right. So was my That's... dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing, only different, Jack. Yeah. All right, uh, but uh, I got a question for you. What was the first skybox in any major professional sports stadium? Lambeau Field, Lam- I'm guessing. Yeah, Lambeau. <laughs> it was an old Comiskey Park. Oh. It was the radio press box from the hung from the roof. All right, all right. <laughs> we're we're gonna the see the Cardinals play at Comiskey Park, and the Bears played on the north side at Wrigley at the <laughs> lousy Doppelbuck Field up there. So. <laughs> All right, but uh, l- let's get back in. I will say one thing in, in Lions' honors. Brick Stadium, where they used to play, looked a hell of a lot like Old Comiskey Park. So you had that going for you. That was about the only thing you've ever had going for you, by the way. Oh, oh get out of here. Wow. Get out of here. So, daggers. Have you, where, where were you in the 50s, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah that <laughs> All right, Bob. So I want to ask you, uh, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers being a subpar quarterback this year for the Green Bay Packers? Are you any what, yeah. worried? No. How do I feel about it? He didn't have a he didn't have a preseason, so his past oh. four games was preseason. Neither did Stafford. Stafford's performing a way outperforming him right now. Hey, Bob. I got a question for you. How do you feel about your your quarterback? You know, being a beer drinker that I know you are. And he can't even chug a beer. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing, even. What do you think I haven't seen anybody drink a beer on the field, so what's that got to do with it? it well, it's about being a man. It's about being yeah. a man. Yeah. yeah. He's got to turn in his man card. Come on. <laughs> the quarterback last week beat you guys, and he's not a man either. Huh? <laughs> Whoa, that was a good one. That was a really good one. Um, Almost had us there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think think your quarterback is going to go down in history uh, with uh, Tarkenton and and Kelly is uh, the best quarterback that never won anything. So it's not quarterbacks. It's about the whole team. Well, we all have bad opinions on things. The Lions haven't stacked up in 50 years, 60 years, so. That statement also is not going to hold water. What player doesn't make a team? Barry Sanders. They never won. What the hell? 
Yeah, yeah but yeah. this is different. The Lions are going to win the Super Bowl we this got year. So three you're, players you're way at off least. Base. Yeah, you're you're way off base with that opinion. In my oh, opinion. Okay. How do you feel about Aaron Jones at running back this year for the Green Bay Packers? He, he, I like I like any running back the Packers have that can gain more than three or four yards at a time. Yeah, that's any year. That's any year. They haven't had a uh, they haven't had a running back for I don't know how long. The last tandem I could think of was uh, Dorsey Levens and jeez, uh, the other guy, the fullback. I can't remember his name. Coon, John Coon. Coon. No, no, no. Coons is most recently fullback. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm not versed the in Packers history. Super Bowl. I know your season was over in '96 by the time the Super Bowl came around, but that was uh, one or two that I remember. That uh, no, it goes back further than that. Though. Anyway, no, I like running backs. If they if if they can run, that's great. It's a matter of uh, offensive line. Any team you got to have a solid offensive line. I can agree with that. And if they can, if they're healthy and they can block, hey, three yards of carry, and you're not going to get stopped, right? Yeah, yeah. First yeah. down, theoretically. On a scale of one to ten, one being your, you feel your ball starting to shrivel up inside you, and ten being you need, you're going to quit your job and go hide out in a sewer for the rest of your life. How scared are you of the Lions this week? <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> With the recent four-game losing streak to the Lions, in the in the 2010s, the Packers still have a 10 and 8 record against Detroit. So I'm really not worried about it. So what number? I I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's right. understandable. You're a Packers fan. I, I just wouldn't expect to, you to I understand. Know, I, know old, I know I'm old and my balls are supposed to be hanging down to my knee by now, but they always shrivel up anyway, especially <laughs> when it's cold. <laughs> um, I just want to move over to the, the defensive side of the ball really quick, and uh, I just wanted you to highlight a couple of players that you really like on the defensive side of the ball for me. Well, how many picks did they have last week? Three? Look out for the defensive backfield. Uh, I like Smith on the line. He's a good addition. Last week they had uh, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, and Chandon Sullivan. Uh, th- those are the three that had interceptions last week. Oh, well, you know, they're much improved defense in the last few years. So that's, that's the main thing right there. To pick out any one or two people, I, I, I'm not that way. My mind doesn't work that way. It's a team game. Yeah, it's definitely a different shaped team than you've had in recent years. It's not all on Rogers' arm. Gotta be a little different. This is true. This is true. Like I said, I like to see a guy that gains yards when he runs, and I credit the offensive line for that. Um, they're playing better defensively. It's obvious. Their uh, their three wins were defensive wins, if you ask me. So yeah, the whole defensive don't. Stafford's gonna be playing against a different defense than he's used to. I thought. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so we're we're gonna want to wrap up this segment soon, but before you go. We need to get your prediction for this Monday night game. Uh, Packers hosting the Lions on Monday night football. I, I don't know what it is. It must have been from a previous life. But I got a feeling that it, it, we're going to go back to 1940 for this prediction. I got the Packers 50, the Lions 7. Get out of here. Did you oh, eat, my God. Did you eat paint chips when you were a child? 
Wow. <laughs> that was a previous fight. By the way, uh, it's the most lopsided game in the Packers Lions history. Just thought I'd let you know that. Well, that. Uh, that that's not that's not uh, reality anymore. Yeah, that sounds uh, like some uh, living in the past, right there. Yeah, well, but they plays the whole game instead of three quarters like they did last Sunday. I think they could uh, they could win by a couple touchdowns. But the history shows that they don't play the full four quarters for some reason. It was probably my head with McCarthy too. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I think Packers will probably. Beat the spread. I think they'll win by six or seven. Hey, Bob, could you imagine how good the Packers would be if Aaron Rodgers had an arm as good as Stafford's? That would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, uh, Bob, can you, yes. uh, you know, uh, this is usually UJ's question, but I'm going to jump in here. Uh, can you sing us the Green Bay Packers fight song? Nah, the Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. It's a polka. You got to imagine a polka piece. <laughs> it's kind of fixating <laughs> on one team, but all right. <laughs> the wrong team. They do They do play that one a lot, though. I went to a oh. Packers bar one time. And the Bears do suck, so I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> that was good. You're a good voice tonight. I'll, say. I'll, give, you, I'll give you that. You sound like you're a flip phone guy, Bob. Is that true? <laughs> damn right, man. Oh, he's got a Luddite. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much, Bob, for coming on. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, have a good time this weekend. I know you're going to be have a bad day Monday, Tuesday, so uh, enjoy yourself now. Winning's not bad, so I don't know yeah, what you're talking uh, about. I enjoy winning, personally. <laughs> um. So... We we want to thank Bob. He was quite a character for coming on here, uh, entering the lines. Then, um, that was one of our more unique ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we usually got somebody unique on it. It always uh, it's always a mystery how it's always going to turn out. Them, uh, them cheeseheads are a, a strange bunch. No, they are indeed. He stepped in the lines, and I think we I I think we clawed him to death pretty much right there. Yeah, mauled <laughs> mauled by a lion. Oh man. Um, but let's let's. Talk about that Packers defense a little more because it they've definitely stepped it up this year. Three interceptions last week against Dak Prescott, um, two by their defensive backs that have uh, really stepped up this year. Jair Alexander and Kevin King. These guys have been excellent for them. Um, yeah, I mean this would be a big matchup for Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I mean I just for don't, sure. I don't think I don't think you know like Bob said we haven't they we haven't seen a defense, but I don't think they've seen an offense like ours. Especially if we're getting Hawk back, uh, I really like our chances because we have just so many weapons to go up against. Yeah. That they can't even if three guys on fire, we can spread that ball out. Getting Hawk back is going to be huge. Um, oh yeah, you know. But the, the thing is, their their defensive backfield is very good. They the last three or four years they've been drafting defensive backs like crazy, and it's finally starting to gel yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and but also on top of that. They got a couple defensive ends now mm -hmm. that are really putting pressure on quarterbacks. Yeah, so, the the, so the, the tackles, Smith brothers. Well, our tackles, brothers. Wagner and Decker, better have good games in this one. I'm telling oh, you. Oh yeah, because uh, they they got to keep those guys off Stafford and, and give Stafford just a little bit of time. All that's all he needs a little bit of time, man, and we'll we'll tear any defense apart, including these guys. But uh, 
Exactly. I, I'm not sure which I'm more afraid the of their defensive days. backs or their or their rush. I mean, their rush has been pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> Zadarius Smith was their big free agent signing from Baltimore. He's been excellent for them. He's also been known uh, to uh, get flagged a lot for some, you know, like hands to the face and things of that nature. So that's something to look out for and try to coax yeah. them into some penalties. Um, they drafted Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. He's been, uh, he's been okay. Oh, I didn't mention Josh Jackson, a cornerback. Uh, Preston Smith on the line as well. Adrian Amos, the safety from the Bears that they got. Blake Martinez has been their top tackler this season. Sounds is like that? a bunch of guys are going to get beat up by our offense this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be really fun to see how Darren Bevel uh, does some game yeah. planning for them. And the Lions yeah. really need to establish that run, really get this uh, get these cornerbacks guessing on run pass type thing. Absolutely. Which I think they can, I think they can do that against this team. I really do. Yeah, and I think ball security is going to be a huge focus, or has been a huge focus these last two weeks. Uh, you, know, you know, the punch is be- – I've seen it everywhere in the NFL now, man. Everyone's copycatting us. <laughs> well, uh, sort of, but I, I really <laughs> have to give the credit to, like, a peanut Tillman, <laughs> who was the greatest ever at doing that. No, you don't. But uh, I hate to say that, but because he was a bear. No, but he was pretty awesome. Yeah, it? but we respect him, though. Oh, absolutely. But, we, but, but we've mastered that the FBI this year. Now and stuff. Everyone seems to be doing it, and we we got to start watching out for that, too. I mean, they're going to be trying to do it. Oh, us. absolutely. We yeah. Fumbles yeah. killed us last week. I will say uh, the one thing about this Green Bay defense is that they were really susceptible to double moves, especially with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had 226 yards last week. So Yeah. He did. We talk about how good these backs have been playing. Uh, they're opportunistic, maybe, though. Maybe not necessarily uh, overall great in coverage. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Stafford's a way better quarterback than Dak Prescott, so I don't think you're going to have as many Aaron throws either. Yeah. I mean, he no, can I get definitely a agree. little reckless with it, but usually it's him making a, you know, trying a little too hard to make something happen is when things go wrong, but I think we'll be all right. No, yes, yeah, I think for sure, for sure. Uh, let's uh, shift back to the the Packers on the offensive side of the ball. And Jimmy Graham, he's been pretty good for them. Uh, Devontae yeah. Adams, it's unknown if he'll play. I'm guessing he will, but it's it's very iffy because he has, like, this turf toe thing, and that really never heals, it seems, at least until you have, like, a full off season. Yeah, those things are nasty. Yeah. But they are. Um, so if he is back, he is definitely someone Darius Slay will most likely be matched up on all over the place. Um, and Darius Slay has had his number largely uh, the last few outings against him. He's got most yeah. of his numbers, so he's got yeah. nice Jimmy, Gra- Jimmy Graham is going to be their biggest weapon, in in, in my mind, uh, on offense. And we got to keep Rodgers in the pocket, and we got to slow down their run game. If we can do that. I don't think the receivers scare anybody. I think we match up well with the run we, game. Yeah. That's that's our strength. Uh, that and our coverage, you know, pass yeah, but, rush has but, been our biggest weakness. Yeah, but has it been our strength really, the run game? So teams have been yeah. kind of, I don't know. A our, little, a little, our run defense has not been our strength up to this point. It's not been saying, as good as dog. it needs to be. I would say, yeah, you okay, fair enough. But I'd say in between the 20s is where we get a little, a little uh, leaky, but – once we get down towards the red zone, we usually tighten up pretty good. Yeah, we, well, we need the snacks from last year. The end, you know, to come in there and put one of those kind of performances on. We need to shut down their run game. If we shut down their run game, I think we shut them down. Period. In this game, I definitely agree with that. So the Lions are giving up 124.8 yards a game right now. That's 20th in the NFL. So 
Nothing super spectacular, but the gr the Green Bay Packers are even worse. They're 25th in run defense, and that's maybe where the Lions can exploit. Maybe kind of the same thing with KC. You pound the rock, uh, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, and just uh, establish establish time of possession, everything like that. Get that crowd quiet at Lambeau. No go pack, go nonsense mm, well, spewing out yeah. of the speakers over there. Definitely got to keep that out. But I'd actually say maybe scoring points is going to be a little more important because you want to keep the wait, ball. Wait, wait, whoa. Scoring points is important? No. Oh, I mean, running revolutionary. It's, <laughs> yes. More important than time of possession in this case is what I'm saying. I think it's gonna. It would be good if we can put them in a position where they can't rely on their run game too much. Run up the score a little early. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, how do you, how do you guys feel? So Matt Patricia, this is his second year. Uh, Matt Lafleur coming over from the Sean McVay system. This is his first year as head coach. Um, what do you guys think of his tenure so far over there? And. I, I'm really excited. I think Matt LaFleur is not that great of a coach, to be quite honest with you. I just think he's – I think he might be on a little hot streak here. Uh, I don't think he, they've played a great schedule either. Uh, he's played, like, you know, Mitch Trubisky. Actually, they're, I think their defense has carried them more than their offense so far this season. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And Matt LaFleur is supposed to be this offensive, uh, you know, genius guy. I mean, he has does have the Packers run game working for the first time in what I've seen in a very long time. I mean, he has this team look – this doesn't look like the team of the last, what, five or six, ten years, whatever, where it's been Aaron Rodgers' show. Yeah. And if he can't carry to victory, you just kind of fall apart. I mean, that's – I mean, that I don't know. I give him credit for that in a way because – They've been weak on defense, weak in the run game, but let Aaron Rodgers do his thing, and they have tend to kind of find a way to win in the past. So maybe he's doing a good job. I don't know. We'll see. Not going to do good against us, but he's been doing good so yeah. far. Yeah, and, and what I was trying to get to is that I'm really excited to see Matt Patricia game plan against Matt LaFleur for this game. I oh, think oh, yeah. Matt Patricia is really going to have his number. You, you know, here, here's the thing, Z. Matt Patricia, I, I really do think, in a way, he's a – defensive genius like he seems to be coming up with these blueprints on how to beat great teams at, at the end of last year he came up with the blueprint on how to beat the rams and then he came with the blueprint on how to beat the bears and then this year i mean he came with the blueprint from kansas city the colts copied it last week and uh to success and uh he, he's but we as a team we just though, need to win yeah, exactly. we, we're not winning the game. this is where we got to get over this little hump here okay we have to win those games and not just give other teams blueprints for how to beat these good teams. I definitely so, agree. I, I, th I think that's part of our next step in becoming a great team, and and it's part of what we're going through right now. And I think, Patricia, I really do think he's a great coach, and I really do think these guys are bought into him. And and I'm telling you, it's going to start turning. It's going to start turning in such a positive way right now that we're going to start bringing these wins home. We're going to be the, the team showing the blueprints for other teams how to beat other And it's it's going to happen, man. And it's, this is where it starts, right this week. We're going to beat Green Bay right here. I also like the idea, like, of, like with the Chiefs game last year, like, I feel like we ruined them a little bit before they went on to the Colts. We we softened them up. We, we beat the crap out of them before that. You know, they pulled out a tough win, but, you know, sometimes great teams play other good teams and or great teams, and they just – can't seem to win after that even yeah. if they pull out the victory that time 
And we're that kind of team. Point. We play, you know, yeah. punching in the mouth football. And you know another thing about this game here, I'm I'm so glad it's in the national spotlight. Um, me and Red Dog, we're, we're talking. Uh, you know, we've gone up to some people uh, that you know given us, you know, not not great compliments about the Lions in the past, but now they're they're saying they might. They think the Lions are going to win. Honestly, it's so weird. Oh, I've gotten more respect weird. for the Lions after a loss than I have probably know, at any that, other time in Lions history. So that it's is really very weird. Strange. And now That's the true. and now it's time for them to confirm it on Monday Night Football, a national game mm-hmm. against a team who's been on a hot streak. And give Stafford his due. This is his time, baby. This is yeah. this is his time. Absolutely. Uh, there was an interview with Carson Palmer. Uh, he said Matt Stafford was the most talented quarterback in the league uh, that nobody's talking about because uh, he plays in Detroit. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's right, and we know he's right. As as fans who follow him, we know he's right. That it, There's nothing more right out there. The guy is the most talented guy out there. His arm is second to none. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that throw last week was on more highlight films than <laughs> I mean, everyone talked about that one throw th- between all the four defenders. Oh, against Kansas City. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, that, that, the guy that throw was incredible. A, it's time to show at the league that we're gonna, they're going to pay attention to him because he plays for Detroit. You know, I'm, I think we got a real team this year. It's not just the Matt Stafford show. Yeah. Even though he's the leader, I think we got a real team this year. I think people are seeing what Bob Quinn has put together. It's a stable. Yeah. Front office, for once, that's making smart decisions uh, yes. with their salary cap and the culture as a whole. Then they have a, a coach that puts players in the position to succeed, and they're executing. Yeah, and, I mean, a good culture right. now, a good locker room. Everything is going for it. Come on, baby. I mean, I mean, look how many of Quinn's draft picks are starting and playing right now. Uh, I mean, he, we're, his draft picks have been very high quality. I mean, he, he has a hit on every single one, but no one ever does. But uh, most of his draft picks are panning out pretty well, and and we're building through the draft, which is long term, is what you want to do, and that's what yeah. he's doing right now. I mean, the only real team like in in recent memory, in my memory, my lifetime that I can remember, that even comes close to this team, and maybe had a better defense than this team was what was it? Uh, five six years ago, it was Caldwell's first year when we had Levy and Sue. And they were just Levy was playing lights out, and they were had a great yeah. defense. Well, we were like second in the league at the end of the season, but second we had Joe Lombardi as our offensive coordinator. Oh god, that was brutal. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Like this year, maybe we don't have some high, as high end on certain positions on defense, but I feel like this team is just so much more stable. Like Z said, the front office is stable. the The players are stable. the The coaches are stable. There's no glaring weakness right. at any position in where no matter where you look they're all solid even our weakest points yeah. are solid yeah these are these guys are all professionals the coaches i mean we don't have any jim bob cooters out there that they're elevating from a quarterback <laughs> coach to a you know and hoping he's some phenom but not panning out and we we got pros in there now like Guys who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Daryl Bevel still to me right now is a breath of fresh air. Oh, I mean, yes. His his play calling is so much better than we've seen in years. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Stafford, absolutely. Stafford is just uh, blooming under him. I mean, Z, you probably know all the stats about the downfield statistics and how he's throwing downfield so much more yeah. than he has in the past. And uh, and not I just mean, and not just um, 
You know, he's not just throwing, you know, down the sidelines. He's throwing over the middle. He's, he's throwing left. He's throwing right. He's, right. He's, he's working it. And, Beautiful. And it's all, a lot of it's out of play action. And that's what we want to see, a lot of deep throws out of play Absolutely. action. That's what we're saying in the preseason. And, you know, like, one thing yeah. I like about this, too, is, like, in the past, Lombardi and Cooter, like, when they would run bad plays, and we'd be like, oh, we'd just all roll our eyes. But it was because they were calling terrible offenses, and their plays had no made no sense. But when when – Bevel calls plays that we don't necessarily agree with. I at least have some confidence that he's maybe yeah. setting something up for later. You know, not every play is going right. to go for a touchdown. Not every play is going to make a gain, but I feel like he actually has strategies at play. <laughs> and he throws the ball past the first down marker on third down. That's always nice. <laughs> it's yeah. mind blowing that we <laughs> two offensive coordinators figure that out. It is what quite a concept. concept. It is quite a concept. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean. We we liked the bubble higher on this podcast when they made it, and it is looking good so far. We're drinking the blue Kool Aid heavy. Oh yeah! Um, oh my god! In regards to Darren Bevel, I'm and, drinking and it. I got to work life. tomorrow, and I'm still <laughs> drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's move on to our two segments that we usually reserve for Friday, but we're gonna kind of put it all in one episode this week, and that's Matt Patricia's one thing. One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. That's great, but what's the one thing? That's what you've got to figure out. So okay. I, I want to go around and get everybody's one thing uh, for this for this week. So let's start with you, UJ. What is Maptress's one thing to focus on this week against the Packers? Um, stop Aaron Jones. I think we shut down their run. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna beat that team. Their offense won't be able to do much. I don't think uh, Rodgers' receivers are that good. Uh, they're definitely lesser than they have been in the past, and their run game has been carrying them offensively. And I think if we can shut down their run game, that's gonna be a huge key to winning this game. Because I, I think our offense will will find ways to score against their D, but we got to shut down their run game and and make. Uh, Aaron Rodgers one-dimensional and usually that's not always a good thing with Aaron Rodgers but but I think because of his supporting cast it's not as good as it used to be it's it's gonna be detrimental to him so we gotta stop that run we gotta stop Aaron Jones yeah no I I I definitely agree with that um idea so how about you Rudd Dog uh yeah I mean I'm gonna have to go with you Jay on this that it's gonna be shutting down Aaron Jones that's that seems like the obvious key here because he's been carrying that offense I think you know that's why I said earlier I think scoring points early to to run up a little bit of a lead to force them into positions where they feel like they got to start passing the ball more you know so the, the offense has to come out firing I think we're gonna it's gonna be a little less ball uh time of possession game and maybe some more explosive plays this week uh so, yeah, everyone's got to work together to stop Aaron Jones. Yeah, but so I I agree with Aaron Jones saying, uh, but the Lions are actually averaging more yards of rushing per game than the Packers are. The Packers are averaging 93 rush yards a game. Um, I, I think the big thing for the Lions is controlling the Packers' defensive line. If they're able to hold them, give Stafford a clean pocket like they have in the, in the two victories that the Lions have had this year. I like the Lions' chances to uh, s- score a lot of points against this Packers team and 
win handily in Lambeau. But that that means having a clean pocket. Mike Penn is a good defensive coordinator um, for this Packers team. But if they are able to control that defensive line that the Packers invested a lot in, I think the Lions receivers had more than enough time to get open, as we were talking about with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, how if you give the receivers enough time, they'll get open, even if this Packers secondary is improved. So that's my one thing. Protect Stafford. At all times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. So let's move on to our final segment. And, okay. I mean, this is the one people have been waiting. We had a bye week. They didn't have it last week. They were missing it. I, I, I think I people had t- trouble going to sleep last week, not knowing uh, that there was – or knowing that there was no prediction out there. I but, know. I mean, it, it's a Sorry, world, it's world famous. Uh, it's at least American famous. Uh, anyways, we got it. These are our predictions. Yeah. So, the Lions – Opened up as six-point underdogs against the Packers for Monday Night Football. That's just silly. But now it's four-point yeah. underdogs. Starting to People are believing sense. in the Lions? Maybe. Uh, I mean, uh, if that's basically like a break-even as an away game, isn't it? I mean. Yeah, almost, almost. Uh, mortgage, mortgage your house, people. <laughs> yes. Come Ly- on. Lions 3-1 and one against the spread this year, uh, Ooh, by the way. That's pretty good. Uh, so, let's start with Rudd Dog. I want to get your prediction. Lions at Packers, Monday Night Football. Well, you know, Packers showed up really nice this last week against Dallas in Dallas. So, you know, maybe I'm going to – I'm feeling a little toned down this week. So, I'm going to say only like 47 to about 7. Seems about right. Oh. oh, and the Lions winning, of course. Oh, wow. So, the, so the opposite of uh, Bob's uh, prediction of 50 to 7 almost. Well, yeah. this was just outlandish and silly. Uh, no, I think we match up well. I think we match up well with anybody, but I feel like this Packers team is ripe for a takedown, and I feel like we're going to give it to them. Oh, yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Oh, yeah, drinking that Kool-Aid over there. Mm-hmm. How about you, UJ? Okay, uh, well... I uh, think that our defense is going to step up to the challenge here and stop the run game pretty well. I think uh, Stafford is going to have a good game, and hopefully our O-line will do well. The thing is with the Packers, if you've watched any of their games this year, they're really strong through the first half, three quarters, and then they, they, they get weak at the end. What we need to do is those, keep this game close or stay ahead early in the game. We can't let the Packers jump out to a big lead. So uh, I think we can do that. I think our defense is highly capable of that, and I think Patricia will have a game plan in place that will make it happen. I think our offense will do great. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm predicting score-wise. I, well, first of all, on Johnson is going to break 100 again. Mm, the second nice. week in a row. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Me like you. Mm-hmm. I will also right, say Kenny like Gallagher. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones will have 100-yard games in the same game. Whoa, whoa. I love it. Monday night, under the lights. Stafford will have at least two touchdown passes, and the Lions will win 37-14. to Drink some Kool-Aid. That's my prediction. I know, I know. I I got to drink more Kool-Aid. Yeah, 37-14 is my prediction. All right, all right. So I'm 
very much in the same vein. I I, I think the uh, carry on Johnson is going to have a very good game. I'm, I'm going to agree with you, UJ, that he goes over 100 yards. I really think uh, Marvin Jones is going to eat up this Packers team. I think he's going to have like 10 receptions in this game. Ooh, wow. Um, for like, Marvin, at least 120 baby. yards. Him and Stafford have been great. They are on another level this year in terms of Absolutely. their con- uh, connection. If Stafford Agreed. could just maybe throw Marvin Jones open a little more so he can actually run with the ball after the catch. I always feel like Marvin yeah. Jones is diving for the ball a little bit, uh, but you know he's he's catching it. So yeah, whatever, I mean, whatever works, Absolutely. man. Whatever works for him. Um, but I really like uh, the Lions on offense here going against this Packers team. I, I and the Lions on defense. I really really like their odds of containing Aaron Rodgers, especially if Justin Coleman can keep playing at the level he's been playing at. Oh yeah, and then getting Darius Slay back out there will be huge. If Devontae Adams plays great, if not, I really, really like the Lions, uh, especially uh, for them to play man and then, you know, swallow up Aaron Jones in the middle. I want to see more Jelani Tavai out there. We need more of him. Yeah, me too. too. I agree with you, Z. Uh, And I think we will see him more out there. I think we will see him out there. And and we need Jared Davis to step up, but I think he actually has a sack in this game. Uh, So my my prediction for this game is going to be 31 uh, twenty-one Lions. Ooh, Ooh. A little, a little Ooh. close for my taste. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I'll take yeah. it. At I'll least it's on the it. right side of. Uh, but I'll take it yet again. And this happened every time. I don't know how it happened. We all predicted the Lions to win again. This what? Time. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Oh man. Oh my god. Utterly shocking. Crazy. I'm Crazy. surprised we're not hitting the 24-hour news cycle. That's just uncanny. Yeah, this is like. We have better chances of winning the lottery, I think. Wait, I'm reading my text here, and Bob got his prediction in. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Bob uh, couldn't be here tonight, but uh, he predicted the Lions winning 44-7. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, Bob. Thanks for that. Nice. He drank some Kool-Aid. Oh, he's obviously been drinking the Kool-Aid tonight, (laughs) for sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. I'm pumped. Every, we're all pumped. We're all drinking oh, blue yeah. Kool-Aid heavy. Mm. Um, if you want to continue to see us uh, and our excitement for this game, uh, please follow us on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, on Twitter at Drinking Lions. Um, just hit us up on there if you have any questions. We'll try to get you on the pod maybe in the future or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Um, but please, uh, if you like what you hear, what you heard, uh, please. Leave a review on iTunes. Uh, please share this podcast as well as we continue to try to grow our audience. I think we'll have a special, you know, milestone announcement next week on our uh, uh, episode, our podcast episode. So we want to thank everybody for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Again, we're sorry we, uh, you know, with the bye week here, kind of coming out on an odd day, but that's all right uh, because we are unpredictable. Like Matt Patricia's game plan every week. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it, Steve. I love it. <laughs> um, so thank you everybody for listening. We love you guys. And last but not least, as always, go, go! Lions! Woo! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With the 
honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain alliance victory Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.